This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash RedBullRant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends. The show never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant Podcast, the official podcast of SB Nation and OnceMetro.com. I'm your host, Jason I. Pico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 159, Single Night to the Bulls Bives. That was my uh, scar, my scar face there. It was really good. Mm, there you go. You cockroach. All these cockroaches. Cockroaches. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, that that was an enjoyable off week, wasn't it? Nice. Yeah, it was uh, very exciting. Nice, nice week off. Nice week off for everybody. Um, where we did nothing. Although I think our, I think overall our um playoff picture kind of improved, so that is a good thing at least. Um, so sure. no big no big news though over the over the week. Um, so hopefully everybody had a good Labor Day weekend. <clears throat> I know I did a lot of driving, and uh, yeah, driving driving to New Jersey sucks. Honestly, I'm just I've done it too much the last few years, and it just sucks now. Anyway. <laughs> That's, That's the only, the only enjoyable time. Uh, well, tell my company to bring the job back to New Jersey and we'll talk. But, yeah. um, all right. So, like I said, there's not a lot of news. Um, but, uh, we did have two new people brought into the fold, uh, by the Red Bulls. None of them are dealing specifically with, like on the field stuff. But so one of them is, um, Amy. Shearer, I think is how you say her name. She was the new chief commercial officer for the New York Red Bulls. <clears throat> she took over uh, will be t- on Tuesday, this past Tuesday. Um, she's brought in to help oversee the club's revenue uh, revenue uh, driving departments, including ticket sales, fan services and ticket operations, partnership marketing, and Red Bull training programs. Uh, the interesting thing about this, though, is that she has come from New York City FC. Where she's the vice president of marketing, media, and fan relationship management. She will like uh, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, I, I, she's I in charge right. of revenue. The, the, yeah. the team hired somebody to handle revenue. All, all this team yes. cares about is money. Rebel out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to pay for those DPs somehow, right? So, I mean, it's, yeah. it is a good idea. Uh, uh, are we are we doing opinions yet? Or? You can go ahead. Yeah. Why not? What, what, right, when have cool. we ever shot away from doing opinions on the show? Uh, well, never. I, I am, never. I, I am going to say this is uh, this is obviously a very good move because somehow she got people into a stadium to watch a dog shit team. But I, I guess if she's in charge of fan relations, we should expect more taserings. So, yeah. so th- there's well, we that. Don't We're going to secure toss, right? Fuller stadium, fuller stadium, more t- more taserings. I'll take the fuller but was, stadium. But that was secure toss. She right? got people I mean, into a baseball wasn't... stadium. Yeah, she she got, got people in a baseball stadium to watch a shitty team. To watch a terrible team, <coughs> it should not be that hard for her to get uh, people into a crown jewel to watch a good team. I mean, yeah, you can't hurt bringing somebody in, especially that has, one, experience, and two, has worked in this market in the same exact area. I mean, that's just kind of, you know, good playing all around. So kudos to Red Bulls for bringing in someone that knows what, that presumably knows what they're doing. Yeah. 
Now let's poach some uh, NYC FC players. Nah, I'm just kidding. They're terrible. <laughs> yeah, no thank you. Uh, the other thing, or the other person that was brought in was uh, Michael Holiday. He is added to the technical staff, and he is a associate director of player personnel and strategic planning, which is a mouthful for personal technical staff. But uh, he has spent time with the Colorado Rapids, so he has experience in MLS. He's also has three years experience working in the competition department at Major League Soccer League offices. So I'm assuming that Ali Curtis knew a little bit about him since uh, he used to work, and Jesse March, since they both used to work with the uh, front office. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to read this press release and see what anything it's going to say. Um, nah, they don't list anything specific, so can't really tell you what he'll be doing. Uh, but presumably... When you hear player personnel and strategic planning, it has something to do with, I would hope something to do with some sort of scouting, right? I mean, like, that's, you, you think that's got to be part of it, but, uh, it, I mean, it's a good move. I think it's a good move because you're bringing another person in that has MLS experience and has worked for the front office, <clears throat> so he should know a little bit of the in and outs of the, uh, the league, and that's something that has been lacking the last few years in the front office of the Red Bulls. Yeah. I'm just going to say, sure, and pretend like I know it. Anything's going on here. <laughs> hey, yeah. like I said, the press release doesn't specifically state anything, so I don't know what's going on with him. Just yeah. that was my assumption should, based off of the title. We, sh- we should get him on for an in- interview and just like we'll be like, "So, welcome to the team. Uh, we just want to know. So, what um do you do? <laughs> just have him. He's probably really. He's probably just the assistant to the traveling secretary. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. He hides bodies for like you know. When somebody on the team kills somebody, I mean that's an important job. Don't discount that. Yeah, exactly. everybody's everybody's, everybody's the person that could grease the wheels with the local authorities when things go down. Right. Okay. I mean, we, we certainly not. we certainly didn't have it with uh, Conde a few years ago. So I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Although I don't know. I mean, can major league money, major league soccer money, like play off the cops? Like you know, they hand him some money and he's like, "Hey, Jeter gave me ten grand. What 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 the hell is this?" Well, a food voucher. I mean, I, uh-huh. you, you, you just assume there's something that they could do, right? Yeah. Like, like I, I assume that um, maybe not a shit ton of money, or they'll probably give them allocation money, and then they're going to say, "What the fuck is this?" and just throw it back in their face, even though it's just yeah, like a piece then, of paper that has no value. Yeah. I, so better, that's kind of curious. I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of curious what MLS would use to bribe people now. Yeah, I, that's I a don't good know. question. It must do like, something. Do they say, like, well, we, do they say, well, you cut the TV money or something? Yeah, you know, let's do this. Well, okay, so you guys listening to this right now, tweet at us. Um, I was trying to think of a hashtag, but whatever. Just tweet at us and tell us what you would use that MLS would have in their pocket for bribery. Yeah, no matter what it is. Uh, cops, other uh, leagues, whatever. Just whatever. Ha- hashtag MLS hush money. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And, and then, you know what? Tell us how much hush money each team has, since that's a separate, you know, it's like allocation money, but nobody knows who what the other team has. Um, so, we do have a game. Uh, so, this is going to be a really short podcast, because we don't have a guest um, tonight. So, uh, the Red Bulls do have a game coming up. Uh, it's tomorrow, September Thank 11th. Oh, God. That's a conveniently placed game on September 11th, honestly. Um, the Red Bulls will be taken on Chicago Fire game is a 5 p.m. start time according to um, MLS Soccer but if there's an, any 9-11 pregame stuff it'll probably be like 7.30 knowing how these things go um, 
we first game since uh, the 30th of August, so almost two weeks now. Uh, take on the Chicago Fire team that they lost to not too long ago, but that game was in Chicago. That 3-2 game with the crazy corner kick and MLS writing in to MSG, telling them the corner kick didn't count. Um, so let's get into our predictions. Uh, Pat, you can go first. What do you think is going to happen on this Friday? Uh, the Red Bulls are going to win. Uh, come on. Let, let, what, where, what point in this season have we seen uh, anything that would suggest that this team is capable of multiple letdowns? Um, you know, they're going to be angry. They're going to come in hungry. They're not going to let Chicago boss them around in their house. Uh, Chicago just got uh, just gave Montreal a fight, but well, maybe ten of the eleven players in Montreal, after, except for DNA Drogba. Um, so there, there's just no way the Red Bulls are going to drop another game to this team. Even a, they're not even going to draw them. I, I expect them to bring the hammer and bring it hard. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm you know I never I'm not one for making the crazy predictions, but I'm going to go four nothing Red Bulls. Wow. Yes. Wow. What about not crazy prediction? <clears throat> yeah. Well, that I mean that that I'm not. It's unusual that I do them. I'm just saying, like I, I'm that confident going to this game. You know, the last time the Red Bulls had a lot, had a long break like this, they ended up losing to the aforementioned fire, 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 fire. Uh, but definitely being home, I think is a big difference. I'm I'm hoping they learn their lesson. I'm really hoping so. Uh, Chicago does have a little bit of speed on that team, and that kind of flummoxed them. They turned the ball over four million times. Uh, I, I mean, I'm with Pat. I don't see that happening again. They're definitely a completely different team at home. Uh, boy, I mean, I think they're going to win, but I'm I'm going to say one nothing. I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. Uh, I think there's going to be a little lazy coming off that uh, long, long, long off week. So. I think it's going to be a little bit of a sluggish game. You know, if recent history has taught me anything is that you don't bet against the WWE title. Or sorry, no, that was the the World Heavyweight Championship and the Lady Gaga jacket that Lloyd Sam keeps in his locker because uh, the Rebels <laughs> have been an amazing home team this year. Uh, so I, I I feel like you, you can't really bet against uh, this team at home. They may come out a little sluggish to start it, but I don't think um, <clears throat> this this is going to be a close game. Uh, I see a 3-1 victory for the Red Bulls. Probably something like they get, like, say, one in the first half, break it open in the second, and Chicago gets some sort of consolation out of it. But, honestly, I just can't see Chicago taking care of the Red Bulls on the road, considering how the Red Bulls have been playing at home. Uh, of course, I could be completely wrong because this team did lose to Chicago not too long ago in a game that we all thought they yeah, could have won. Terrible. So, um, <clears throat> I... I, I, I Still think they're going to win. I'm still confident that it will be a very good victory. Uh, after, even though they've had this kind of break, they did pretty much destroy DC United and are still riding the waves of that. Um, Matt Miazga is going to be back, so he's not with the uh, United States youth team anymore. He's back with the Red Bulls. That's always a good sign. Um, Chris Duvall, they now say he might be back in... Uh, late October, which I think is a better prognosis than it was when the injury first happened for him. So even though he's not going to be back, I think that, you know, there's all these good things going on around the club um, and that it will just kind of keep going with this game and the Red Bulls will come out 3-1 victors. There you go. W's all around. Yep. That'll fuck it up. Well, Don't make us look stupid. We do that enough each week. Alright, so uh, 
So I know we made predictions last week. I don't think Truman's at home to to read us off our predictions, are you? Uh, those, nope. uh, those MLS oh, games. All right. So I'll to... well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, all I remember is that I was right that Seattle won, and Jay, you were terribly wrong because Philly actually beat San Jose. Oh, I mean, come on. Like Who would expect Philly to win a game? I mean, nobody. Yes. Yeah, so. I recall. If I recall correctly, I was 0 for 2 as well. I forget how we how we predicted the last one. That one we all did. But yeah. I, 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 think, uh, I was going to say, I didn't predict uh, Didier Drogba's, uh, Didier Drogba's um, hat trick. Hat trick? Yeah. I, I <laughs> predicted, worry, no one did. I predicted, <clears throat> I predicted a draw. Any... And, I, and I said Columbus was going to beat Dallas, and that didn't happen. But seriously, if anybody predicted uh, Drogba hat trick on his first MLS appearance, I mean, they should have put money on it. But um, so uh, we got two features left. First, we'll do uh, Truman's terrible team of the week. Well, usually it's my terrible team of the week, but I believe Pat is a little bit more opinionated uh, this week over this terrible team because <laughs> I think there's only one game that a lot of people tuned into. So, Pat, why don't you go ahead and take take it away? Uh, I believe that would be the United States men's national team. Is that is that who you're referring to? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, uh, it, it, for those of you who are interested, you can head on over to onceametro.com and see a little guest post I wrote uh, basically saying that, you know, Jurgen Klinsmann has kind of run out of time to prove that he has a plan. Uh, you know, I, I think you should coach against Mexico. And if he wins that game, you should keep his job. Absolutely. Um, and, but it, it's just, I understand players are missing, but, you know, Klinsman played people out of position once again. Uh, he keeps doing it. He did it early in his tenure before he figured it out. But, you know, again, I've mentioned time and time again how he blew that all up right before the World Cup. Um, you know, and, and they just looked awful against Brazil. I, I, look, nobody was expecting the U.S. to beat Brazil, but they were at least expecting to compete. And right. it was... And it was just an absolute disaster. I mean, they just, after that second goal, they completely fell apart. It looked like none of them had anything in it. Michael Bradley remains ineffective as a attacking midfielder because he's not an attacking midfielder. I mean, that's just underutilizing the best player in the, in the talent pool. And it's just, you know, it, it, I, I don't know, a, you know, Klinsman, again, Klinsman is the type to pull something out of his ass and he very well could the game against Mexico, but right now it's when he, especially when he says American fans just don't understand, it's just, it's, it's, it's not only is that insulting because there's nothing coherent that he's put on the field lately, um, but the results are there too. It's, it just look absolutely awful. Uh, you know, and they, the U.S. is not the best team in the world, but they uh, should at least be competing with teams like Brazil and that didn't happen. Uh, Alejandro Bedoya's defensive midfielder? Yeah, good job. Right, so I have no opinions on the United States national team because Pat pretty much just went off on him. And I, I honestly, I tuned out of the second half. I was just, I, I, I went back to watching the Legend of Drunken Master for like the 50th time because it was much better <laughs> than watching that game. Um, but so for the record, what Pat wrote was not technically a guest post. And I say this only because, um, what he wrote was a fan post, and if you want to write one, you can. All you need is a SB Nation user account. Go to onesmetro.com, and you can write a post on What's Metro about whatever you want, really. Just keep it keep it nice and clean, just so I don't have to remove the post for obscenities or anything like that. I wrote um, ass in mine, so get away with ass. All right, so uh, time 
for the dumping ground. Uh, is there anything that you guys want want to talk about? I have a story that I would like to tell very quickly. Ooh, story time. It, it also like kind this. of relates. Yeah, uh, it also has to do with the U.S. game. I mean, I only watched. I only watched maybe some of the first half. And, you know, you know me and friendlies. I don't care about them. Uh, but anyway, so I'm up here in the Boston area, and I'm at the, the ladies' place. You know, and we're just sitting around TV, and I put the game on. You know, because there was to be a. I don't remember what we were going to watch after that, but I put it on, and uh, a friend was at the house, okay? A family uh, friend. Um, I don't, I'm not going to name this person, okay? I, I want to protect the innocent. But we're sitting there watching the game, the anthem's being played, blah, blah, blah. And this person says, I don't know how anybody could go watch a soccer game. <laughs> now, 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 mind you, here I am. I put the game on. So clearly, I am interested in the game. This person got the slowest head turn stare you'll ever see. Just <laughs> death, death stare. And I was like, yeah, you know, I do know some people who would go to games. In fact, I go to a lot of games. A lot. <laughs> and then the person's excuse is, well, they went to a Reds game and they found it boring. I'm like, well, that's because A, you went to a Reds game, and B, it's at Foxborough. So that doesn't yeah, really I mean, form an opinion about going for a game. <laughs> I mean, come on, like... And I actually said this, I think, inside, like, the one semester trials. Like, I understand it was a Tuesday night, and it was, like, you know, whatever. But I was just surprised there weren't more people at that game. Like, I I understand that the Brazil isn't where it was a few years ago. But you figure the name Brazil would draw enough people. I mean, I know it's a tangent off of what you were saying, but I'm just surprised that there weren't more people in attendance that night. Because it's just, like, you figure the, the name... But you figure... Well... I figured there'd be more. Like, the name Brazil, you figured that would draw more people to the game. Just like, oh, Brazil's in town, and I, it's someone interested in soccer. Let me go watch. Even if you're not, like, diehard into it, a lot of people go to point events just because of names. So you figure the name Brazil would be enough, but I guess... Uh, well, don't well, I know worry, it's, it's Foxborough. I mean, I know it's Foxborough, and that's not exactly close to Boston, but it's just like, I don't know. Actually, interesting uh, you bring that up, is because I thought the Brazil... Uh, Costa Rica game would kind of like sell out like crazy a Ripple Arena, but apparently only nineteen thousand people showed up. So it's uh yeah, maybe they just don't have the draw they are they do anymore. And uh, you know, and we're at the same time we're at the very 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 beginning of the next World Cup cycle. It, it'll start heating up, you know, in the next year. Right. Yeah, but anytime you play a team like Brazil, at least from the United States perspective, oh, yeah. it's never Absolutely. World Cup qualifier. It's always a friendly. So yeah. you ha- it's the name alone that has to sell it. So. That's- Sure. I'm, I'm, what I'm curious about is what's going to happen next year with Copa America when that comes to town. Um, well, there's, or, or, well, there's well, also apparently. I, I don't know if you've read, but there's apparently like a fifty-fifty chance that it may not happen now because uh, the whole thing was organized by Traffic Sports. Oh if, uh, God! God damn you, Traffic Sports! Yeah, <laughs> yeah and so they, they said that pretty much 150 million dollars in bribes were paid out to bring the Copa Centenario to the United States. So there's, you know, uh, what? Uh, you know what? It's not that surprise <laughs> me that there's bribes, but it surprised me that it was only 150 million dollars. I thought there'd be more. Like when you, if you, if you no, seriously, when you tell me that figure, it, 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 the first my first reaction was, wow, I'm surprised that wasn't like 300 easy. Like just because yeah, so, so, yeah. corruption's so rampant in FIFA apparently. So apparently, Comable and I don't know if it's Concacaf or some other party are trying to work to make it, make it still happen. But uh, well, they, I mean, it's it's those are two confederations, so it has to be those yeah. two. 
Yeah, but well, I don't know if like somebody stepped in for traffic, basically, and that that's who's negotiating it now. But uh, it basically, apparently, has to do with transparency. They all want to make sure everything's super transparent. I don't know who is not feeling transparent, but yeah, there, there was an article about it in uh, on Pro Soccer Talk, uh, NBC Sports yesterday. Uh, yeah, which I, I hate the new that. web design. Which I hate the new web design of that page. But what are you going to do? Um. What was I was gonna say. So since you mentioned traffic, I'm now now I'm kind of curious what's gonna happen with the uh, the local qualifying rights because traffic usually is the one that bought them out. So yeah, well, if, hopefully, what's gonna happen with that? Hopefully, this means I don't have to pay twenty bucks to watch it online like last time. Well, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping is that like ESPN or Fox are able to step in and get it, so where at least it's yeah. more available. Yeah, but we'll we'll see. All right. Um, yeah. Anything okay, else? For, anything else for the dumping ground? <laughs> Uh, no, unless no one else decides they want to tell me they don't watch soccer to my face, but, you know. <laughs> Pat, you good? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much terrible team of the week. Uh, took up what I probably would have dumped and dumping around. Alright, uh, I, I'm just gonna say this, uh, we have, for those of you that are interested in the FIFA video game, I did a video on the FIFA 16 demo I played, uh, as the United States women's team. Since those are now in FIFA, uh, you can go watch that on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash once a metro. Um, just want to throw that out there. And we also have some stuff. I, honestly, I've been busy with work this week, so I know this thing's a little. I, I don't know as much about what was going on this week, honestly. Um, but so let's, uh, let's wrap this one up. You can visit us at onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, you can email us during the week at redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us at 973-348-5329. Uh, on Twitter, at Red Bull Rant for the show, at Dr. Stooge for myself, at PMACD82 for Pat, at The Truman for Truman. <coughs> Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. Uh, subscribe to us via iTunes, Stitcher, or at SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Uh, last words before we get out of here. Uh, don't fuck up, Red Bulls. Just, just, just win. All right, just do it. Just win. Uh, <coughs> win, and I know you're going to. I don't even have to tell you to not screw because I know you'll make up for it. You good guys like that. <laughs> All right, so shit. Was, this was episode 159, right? Like I just completely forgot what number. Sure it is. Sure it is. All right, five nine. That's making sure. So for Pat, Truman, and myself, this is episode number 159 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Peace out. Lights.